welcome and thank you for listening to the first ever From All Angles podcast. Today, joined by a couple of guests, we've suddenly found ourselves with a lot of time of our hands, so we thought we'd put something together and hopefully you might enjoy it as well. So without further ado, introduce you myself is Adam Hughes, a lifelong Sheffield United fan, suffering for, for a few years, but now we seem to be on the up, which is brilliant. Um, we've also got Adam Stannard. Long-time rugby fan, so uh, I've got to contribute to the first in the way that I can and remain neutral, um, maybe play devil's advocate and uh, parade Gurge as much as possible. Thank you. Uh, we've got Matt Ward. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, long-suffering Aston Villa fan. Uh, trying my best to enjoy our return to the Premier League, but it has been a bit of a struggle so far. We've got Ashley Bradbrook. Afternoon. Lifelong Chelsea fan uh, with a lot of love for Coventry City as well and just in general all things football, all things sport. We've got Guraj Kang. Hello, uh, Liverpool fan, uh, which I guess means I'll be subject of a, a lot of ridicule, but uh, happy to be here. Uh, and finally today we've got Jet Pal Nidja. Hey, um, yeah, my name's Jet. I'm a long time Man United fan. Um, big sport of Ollie, the Ollie at the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel? Feels great, Jet. Feels great. <laughs> uh, so, thanks for the guests today joining us. The topic that we will be discussing today is what should happen to the Premier League season 19 to 20. The COVID-19 outbreak, the stop of, of the Premier League season is currently on hold. And we wanted to discuss where do we go from here? So, uh, does anybody want to open with, with a, an idea of, of where we start? I'd say um, there's probably really only three options of which way this, this could go or, or what they could do with regards to the season. Um, so the first option being uh, null and void. Everyone starts again from September 10th, 2019-20 season. Didn't happen, um, unfortunately for Gurge. Uh, the Ooh. second Option, just I guess. For me, not, not anyone else, just, just, just for oh, me. Just Gerrard, no other Liverpool fan. So hold on, let's talk about that option first then. So if, if, if the season was to null and void, all, all points scrapped? All points scrapped. Like it never like happened. It never, like it never happened, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think, I just don't think, I don't think anyone can seriously say that's what they want or think should well that's as a villa fan it's obviously what i want but it is not the thing that should happen surely there's not anybody who actually thinks that i don't see the point of it i don't see why that would be why what someone wants to do i know obviously everyone says that yeah with everything going on who knows when the season will start again but i don't think that means you should just cancel the one we've started and be like right but we need to start a new one in september you should see it like well next season don't bother thinking about that until we finish the one we've currently got now there's a lot of ups that, and downs. You never know. You could potentially, but we don't. You don't. If if we're null and void, it you never know what could have happened. But there's a lot of things and lots of factors that you'd have to take into account. Really, it's like people's livelihoods. If clubs get relegated, jobs could be lost, etc. So if you don't know and just null and void it and pretend it didn't happen, then that might be the option. It's it's. it's it, Every, every single option is going to be uh, disruptive and have consequences, isn't it? It's, it's what is the option that has the least disruptive consequences. And potentially, this option actually has 
the, the least consequences, what do you think? So, so talk me yeah. through, 20, so there's 20 teams in the Premier League, the Premier League. they all stay in next year? Yeah. 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 Stays exactly the same as it is. So teams like West Brom and Leeds in the Championship, what happens to them? They're on the brink of being able to be promoted to the, you know, the, the league which has the most money in the world. Agreed, agreed. So, so, so the biggest disruption this option would have and the, and the biggest negative effect this option would have are on the teams fighting for A, championships and B, promotion. So you're going to have, you know, this option is going to obviously be devastating for Liverpool. Um, it's going to be absolutely devastating for teams like Leeds and West Brom who have been, Leeds in particular, who have been down there and, you know, Striving Knocking to at the door for years. For years, years, years. Bottling it, though. Bottling it, though, which is obviously hilarious. But, you know, put yourself in the shoes of a Leeds fan, you would be devastated. And, you know, how, how you're probably going to keep Bielsa for, a, for another year, but there's no guarantee that you're going to mount the same push again. And then, Max, so, let, so yeah. obviously you're a Villa fan. So yeah. two, three years ago, whenever it was, when... Uh, the new owner came in, you invested heavily, a lot of players you brought in, often on big wages, and basically went all or nothing, we need to get promoted. Obviously, it didn't happen the first time round. And then it was, you kind of said it yourself, that it's a case of, right, if we don't go up this next time, then we're in some serious trouble. You got through in the playoffs, you know, so let's say that was actually this season and you, you were first or second, you know, Leeds West Brom position or, or playoffs. Yeah. the season, you're like, well... No, no, so the things, the things that, the, the, that need to be considered, uh, and especially in the championship, because in the championship you've got huge, huge issues surrounding finances, haven't you? And, and you know, the parachute payments, et cetera, et cetera, financial fair play. So the things that would need to be considered if this was a, a genuine option, are, you know, it, it, would, would that count as another year in the league or... You know, so obviously West Brom, did they get relegated last season? Season before last. Season before. So obviously their parachute payments reduce each year. So for West Brom, would they be paid the same amount as a parachute payment? Do all clubs retain the same set of players and contracts are just extended by an extra well, I year? Mean, like, if a club kind of has a massive roll of dice, they, you know, like, right, we're going to, ma- the, the chairman, whoever goes, right, this season, we're going to invest heavily in our squad and have a massive go at getting promoted and they're putting kind of all their money on it sure, and sure. they're doing well so there was an example that I saw that um, obviously non-league has been voided um, in the northern uh, division uh, South Shields are like 20 points clear or 15 points clear and the chairman said that they, they've done that basically invested heavily with a view to we want it, we need to get promoted and then they're you know 15 points clear so it was all looking good for that but they avoided a lot well that's going to completely ruin us financially because sure. we've bet big on this whether that's irresponsible or not different question but it was working and then if they null and void they're like well we're, we're, we might not be able to stay as a club because we bet so big on this yeah so so the, you know that, that that's that's exactly the point is this this as an option the biggest negative impact this is going to have on is on teams that are pushing for leagues and promotions it all comes down to finances really yeah yeah it, does. It, yeah it really does so in and think with that with that being said the other options surely have more negative consequences in terms of finances if you're including relegation and European places in it as well. But there's, there's, there's that, um, I can't remember I mentioned it, but 
there was then talk of making the Premier League null and I think it was null and void it, but then bring Leeds and West Brom up, making it a twenty-two man, uh, twenty-two team league next season in the Prem, and move the rest up. Yeah. I can't see how that works because then you're fundamentally changing the Premier League, and then how lot, how many years do you go until you cycle back to how it was? It's just well, they, yeah. Very messy. Well, you have five people, five, five teams relegated, yeah. But then it's just it's just going to cause a massive. It's just, I feel like you're just breaking the structure of how the league's set up for one thing. I, I, I don't see it's. And, I don't and, see why you wouldn't just. You, who knows? No, no one knows how long it's going to go on for, but surely you would just be like, right, however long it takes we just kind of leave it, pause, and then finish off for this season whenever you can and start. Well, I don't know why people are even bothering to think of the next one. We have to start next season by September or whenever. Um, surely it be the case. Well, they've already moved Euros to make room for it with the World Cup, you know, in Qatar. They managed to just plop that in the middle of winter because, they, you know, it's like, oh, we just need to make it work. So even if it's a case of if we're kind of running out of time, even if you like when the next season starts, even if it's a case of right, you reduce not so much reduce games, but change things somehow. At least it's a case of whatever teams start the league at that point, you're all aware of what's going on. Like, right, the league change in X, Y, and Z ways, this is how we go, rather than just scrapping this one and then be like, right, forget that, and then carry on the next one. So just just to confirm, are you talking there about basically just finding a way of squeezing in what games are left this season. So that's the second option, yeah. Yeah, so somehow finish, well, finishing this season off at some point, and then, again, we don't know what's going to happen, but because now the summer is now free, yeah. with you to finishing off this season, it's probably not going to be this this season. If, you know, maybe if it is, sure. it'll be closed. Uh, this year, sorry, uh, clo- behind closed doors. You can take it into the summer of next year. I think I've said this before, that you take it into the summer of next year, then you have a short break, and then finish... Um, start uh, the next season come September so next season you probably can start at the normal time or even a little I, I don't think you can I don't think you can so let me just throw this out there let's let's think about this so you've moved the Euros from this summer right yeah so you've basically you've essentially got uh, a two month window to play with really in like uh, June and July and then the season's set to start on the 8th of August I think yeah it's around there so you've got a two month window to play with there in that two-month window, you've got to squeeze in. Most teams have nine, nine games. games left to play. Some teams in there have to play ten games. Yeah. You've got to factor in FA Cup games, European games. If you were to, you know, obviously, if you were to stick to the normal structure of a game every week, it's not really feasible. And then, is it feasible to? No, actually, I don't think it will be a game a week. I think they could. They will do. You know two, three. Again, it's one of the things like over Christmas with that, that crazy schedule. It probably shouldn't be that, but I think teams would happily fit in two games a week, three at a push if they if they had to. Um, but there's still a huge assumption there that we're, we're missing that these yeah, are exactly, allowed to yeah. go ahead if possible. I mean, under the guidelines at the minute, we don't no, know what's going to happen and they can't play even behind closed doors. It's, no, it's not going to happen and we no, don't know how, how long it's going to go on for. An ideal, yeah, do it in the summer, ideal, but it could be that, you know, whatever happens. It's, it's, I think my point is just whatever happens, whenever football is realistically able to pick up again, I think we should pick it up again with where we left off, not right, let's just start fresh for some random reason because why? I think whenever it picks up again, pick up where we left off, not let's start fresh because whatever. I, I agree. Okay, I, think, so I, think, well, I think that is the right thing to do, but 
if you were just to pick it up whenever, and like Stanard says, he makes a good point that the chances are you're not going to be, you're probably not going to be in a position to start playing these games again come June and July. So then you're pushing it back further and further and further. If you, you can't, the thing is, if we're rescheduling the Euros that are now scheduled yeah. to take place in June 2021, these Euros have to happen. And if they are scheduled to take place then, which, you know, by that point, surely we will be out the other side of this and they can take place then. You can't push back a Premier League season next year. Do you know what I mean? It has to stop before those Euros. Otherwise, you're looking at players playing all the way through, playing in the Euros and then starting again. If we're just, you know, going to fit these games in when we can, we're not just going to disrupt this uh, Premier League season. We're disrupting every season potentially for the next year or two going forward. So are we just going to cut our losses and just um, start again in, in August with a new season? Or are we going to disrupt, potentially disrupt the next couple of seasons and yeah. other tournaments to get these games in? No, but I think, I think it should be a case where we try our best to finish this one because it's already started and, you know, 75% or whatever of the work's been done, the teams have done whatever, so finish this one. And it's almost a case that we amend the next one because at least it's a point of everyone's aware of situation when it starts so I think there was a thing mentioned of oh do we play where every team plays once and then you do like a lucky draw of whether you play home and away I don't think that'll work but somehow amend it at least then if you try and condense the next season so we can fit it in so then after that we're then back on to a right September starting August finishing April or whatever the broadcasting logistics of that wouldn't work having a 19 game season well, at the moment, if, like, if there's a thing of potentially the Premier League will be, uh, we'll miss out on £750 million from Sky and BT, and well, not just, just Sky and BT, but also worldwide, because they haven't provided the full amount of the £3 billion that they've been invested in for Premier League. If they've only given a certain amount, of like, well, we're only going to pay you for what you've actually given us. And £750 million charge will be massive, and that's going to ruin some, some clubs. Jet, what's your take on that then? Surely, as a Man United fan, you'd want the season to continue. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. For us, for a Man United fan, yeah, it would be ideal for the season to continue. We're like we're missing out on two tro- We'll be missing out on potentially on two trophies in the FA Cup and uh, Europa League, which is obviously Europa League is a gateway into the Champions League. Um, but w- what's happened with the Europa League and Champions League? Have they suspended it or something? Or yeah, yeah. I believe so. Every yeah, tournament, so- every everywhere has been suspended. So if we carry on the Premier League, say, would they still continue? Would they reinstate the Champions League and the Europa League as well? Well, was I thought there was potentially something that if the Premier League cancels, then potentially next season or whenever the next season is, no English teams will be allowed in to... That'd be the But again, that's a case of if we cancel and the other leagues don't, like it's a case of whatever happens, all of Europe needs to kind of, all the leagues need to do the same thing. There needs to be consistency yeah. across yeah, the board. Yeah. Half of them say, no, we're going to carry it on and then just, just cancel. They're like, well, none of your teams are in the Champions League next season and vice versa. Because mm. couldn't there be a case of, okay, like trying to get, catch up the season? Because I don't think, we'll, I don't, I, well, we don't know how long this will carry on for. We don't know when this is going to, um, restart again would there be a case because I know people have said cancel the League Cup and the FA Cup what about just having no Champions League or European football next season and just concentrating on, on fixing the leagues and then yeah, yeah, 22-23 season having Europe is a major aim it's huge 
Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, what, so, what, so, what, what would the actual benefits, I guess, extra revenue, if Sheffield United were to, gain, you know, qualify for Europe, Hughes? Yeah, the biggest achievement other, other than probably ever had, surely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Most it's a small well, smaller percentage of clubs rely on the European football, and the ones that are in Europe don't necessarily rely on it. It's just a it's an extra thing. Mm. Most clubs absolutely rely on domestic football; they need it to survive. So I think that take would take priority. If That's what I'm thinking for Sheffield as well. Surely, you know, uh, you know, I know Wolves have managed it this year, but Sheffield United surely it's absolutely imperative that you stay in the Premier League again and build on this now would Europe potentially be detrimental towards that yeah potentially it I mean being in Europe it attracts better players doesn't it so yeah. so there's that yeah, Chris Wilder could get like, <laughs> yeah Messi mate I wouldn't worry about that yeah that's true <laughs> absolute god but not even that because the games are obviously a more, a more far, far and few between but just kind of the financial stuff for the club of in terms of yeah, the revenue is massive. Every week, you've got fans come into stadiums, the amount of revenue that generates. Europe, it's every now and again, it's a case of, yes, that obviously generates money for the clubs, but it's, you know, that tiny percentage of clubs that are in Europe in the Premier League and all the other leagues. That are also, doesn't it, isn't it a great thought of, like, some uh, club coming from, like, a beautiful part of Spain and then just having to hear the Chip Buddy song? <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? For a game. The other thing about I'm sort of in the camp of you know we we finish this season and then like Gerd says take take it take next season as it comes and I get the point that we need to finish it before the European um, European tournament next year. Mm. But one thing that I've missed being in the Championship is a Saturday Tuesday game every week. Yeah. The amount of sometimes you go you know three especially with the winter break that we've had this year. Yeah, you go three, four weeks sometimes without not playing many games at all. The, I mean, f as a fan, as a neutral, yeah. yeah, it's great. We would love to see more games, it, you know. But the, the, a lot of the managers and players already feel the schedule is way too hectic. Look at what happened to Liverpool this year. I mean, that was madness. But then oh, I, yeah, I think with yeah. that, it's a case of now. Obviously, we, we've just not long had the winter break, and now the players are all having. A, obviously, they're trying to keep their fitness up, but they're having a rest. So it's a case of I think they would happily, you know, make sure even you know make sure that they're in the right physical condition. But I think they'd happily just whack out you know two, three games in a week now to get it done because they've had quite a bit of big rest now. It's not a case of they're almost having like a summer break. It's have a bit of like a mini preseason to get back up to fitness mm. and then go at it. Yeah, this, but you know, it, it, that is an argument that they're getting this time now for a bit of a pre-season. But in theory, this could be if if we were to cram the games in and and keep playing, this could be the only chance they get a pre-season for a year and a half. I think the problem with cramming in games as well is then you got to you got to have you got to think about the impact it's going to have on England in Euro twenty twenty one as well. The volume of games that they'll be playing yeah. in a short space of time. And not being fully fit, not having a proper pre-season, you yeah. might end up seeing more injuries come the back end of this season going into the Euros. Not, yeah. not just for England, but obviously all the teams. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing. Like, yeah, it definitely would. But if it's a case of every nation's having to do it, then again, it's a level playing field kind of thing. It's just, you know, needs must type thing. If it was just yeah. us, then it'd be like, right, that's, yeah, that can't happen. That's not fair. Exactly. I think we've got to take like a similar approach to what other top like leagues are going to be doing and, and, you know, it could be at England's detriment, really. Yeah. RFA seem to be quite out of touch in regards to organising games to suit the English teams, if that makes sense. 
like in Germany, going back to like when they were playing the Champions League, you'll never see Bayern Munich playing on a Sunday afternoon, then playing in the Champions League on a Wednesday night. Yeah, they'll always play Friday night or Saturday lunchtime kickoff. What, to give them as much time to prepare. Correct. Yeah. Is, is there an aspect of the broadcasters that have a lot of input in wow. the way, when and where we play yeah. as well? Sky massively have an influence on that. Yeah. Yeah. The money that's involved in the Premier League is it, it, it's surely bigger than any other European league, isn't it? Surely yeah. that's yeah. And in like in Germany and Italy, with like Bayern dominating, and you know obviously there's Dortmund as well. In Italy, mainly Juve, they can. It's almost as a case of those leagues are slightly different where they can kind of tailor it to fit one team and everyone's kind of happy with it. And like in, especially in Germany, every team is just resigned to yet yeah, Bayern is going to buy it, it hoover up any good player and they're kind of just like, yeah, that, that's just kind of how it happens. Obviously, in the Premier League, it's a bit more open where you've obviously got the big six yeah. um, and you've got it where it's, it's a lot more open where I think it's they're not able to focus it and tailor a league to just fit one team. They're able to do it for like six, seven, eight, nine, and then you've got the whole league kicking off. So Are we including Sheffield United in the big six now? Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> steady, <laughs> steady on, steady on. <laughs> Option two, where we uh, try and cram in. in the fixtures. Yeah, um, yeah if, we, if we try and squeeze in, at what point, if these guidelines continue off this lockdown, how late can we leave it until we say, well, option two isn't an option anymore? Because we're good saying Gerge yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to squeeze the games in. And, and then take it as it comes next year. But at what point do we say, well, no, this is just not a viable, viable option? Is it June, July, August? How long? We don't so, know how long it's going to go on for. I don't think you necessarily squeeze the games in. I think it's a case of while things are going, if, if it's a case of, yeah, we're good for uh, January, uh, sorry, June, July start, then yeah, cram them in. But yeah, that might be a case that that's just not viable at a certain point. But I think even then, we finish this season whenever is viably possible before we think about the next one. So, yeah, if it can happen in the summer, great, great, good, do it. If it's a case of we have to do it okay. in, in the winter, do it. You need to so, think so, so, the season so, could be indefinitely safety, long. It could go on indefinitely. So it could be, let's say it gets, what, it's really bad and we're not allowed to December time. What would you propose for the transfer window as well? Well, yeah, they've already been touted the uh, open the transfer window up in, in um, I think, summer and letting it run all the way through to January to let clubs do the business they need. There's obviously the issue of um, free agents and players' contracts running out. Well, there's a yeah, mention of... Yeah, can players, can, if, if, if a player's contract's due to expire on June the 30th... Supposedly Ed done. runs out on June the 30th. We need to get some little... We need to get some more goals out of him. Who's that? Pedro. Oh, Pedro. <laughs> well, I, from a Liverpool point of view, I saw some, yeah, with my players like Lalana and a couple of others, the yeah, air contract runs out and supposedly the rules would be that they, they, they're forced to stay with the club so I mean it, it's, it's a great question from Stanard because I, I think we're all in agreement that this is the option that should be pushed for but it is the option that includes the most logistics it is it would be incru- there would be so many things to figure it'd out it would be the hardest to implement it'd oh, be the hardest man, to it implement because it's, it's indefinite we're, we're, what we're saying is okay we're putting them in when we can but then we're just extending 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 and, 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 and it's there be, has to be a cut off point and I think your cut off yeah. point is, is Euros 2021 right No, nothing can get pushed back any further past uh, June 2021 so you look so you know you're looking at a situation where you, you're taking like as I said an indefinite period of time to finish this season and then what are you saying, Gurge, that you would next then adapt the next Premier League season to just fit in before June 2021? You could be I mean, starting in October, probably minimum. We don't yeah, actually easy. know what this virus is, yeah. 
like this whole virus thing, we might be in lockdown till June, but then there's still the safety of the players if they're going to yeah. play behind closed doors, etc. But they're still gonna, even, you don't know the government but, guidelines, and also, but even playing playing behind closed doors when United played last, I, I there was three hundred people there, and I didn't expect that many people to be there. But that's just like staff. T, like TV people the, yeah. the, of two sets of players and all that so it's still like imagine high all risk, those yeah. high risk still 300 people is a lot of people so I, I don't think it's realistic to even play behind closed doors I think oh, at yeah. that point it was still before like the actual proper lockdown but yeah no true it's a very good point most teams have nine games and there's like four that are playing ten if we did do it right tell the teams oh, yeah, we've got basically two weeks three games in a week or even that we don't need a huge amount of time. It's not a case of, right, two whole months. You can do it in two weeks, three weeks, really. It's going to be a Two, massive... three weeks, Eight, ten, eight games. Ten, ten games in ten in two weeks. Serge just really wants to get it finished. <laughs> it's like... Jordan three weeks, sorry. You do three games a week. Three 21 days. Week. That's playing every other day. The, over Christmas, teams are playing seven... Uh, was it 11 games in... Huh? Teams. City played 11 you games in two weeks. Hmm. That's fine. That's, and yeah, you lost the Villa. I don't think that's an option. Anyway. Uh, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool yeah. Villa. yeah, what a, what a night. <laughs> also, for, for I me, think we're taking it away from like fans here. I don't want to be like sound a bit weird, but surely like <laughs> the whole, whole point of football is for the fans. And if you're just going to play behind closed doors... Uh, you, all you're doing is just trying to get the league finished, not doing anything for the fans. And then next season, it's all going to be affected as well. Yeah, behind closed doors, I don't think this is an option. So what we're saying, we don't think option two should be implemented for, as I think a majority. We, I think we want it to. If there's, any, if there's any way that it can be done, it should be. It's the moral thing to do. But, I, know, think, I think option as, two... As we've been is, talking about it, the logistics are just massive. And it's, there's so many it's too much out of our control. There's so too many much, things like, it's dependent on, exactly, yeah. And then if it's yeah. the same thing, we're thinking about the fans. So there's obviously myself, Liverpool fan out there, win, potentially win the league. Hughes, Sheffield United. You know, who's to say that they'll be, ever be able to do what they're doing currently again? Um, there's nothing to say, like, all right, if we cancel this league, go again. There's nothing to say they'll be able to, you know, replicate what they're doing. Good. We're coming for you next year, mate. Don't worry about <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's genuinely, I, you know, they might be able. There's nothing to say that they won't. Like after Leicester won the league season after afterwards, they sat around the area because they were sliding towards relegation. And they were floating around there for quite a while. As a Charles yeah. fan, I'm happy to null and void it. We're back in we're guaranteed Champions League because we were in it last season. Oh, is that how it's, is that how it would work? So yeah, null and void. It. Man City back yeah. in. Oh, no, no, they, yeah. they, they've definitely got to be kicked well, out. I think what we're saying void is it, we're Arsenal get back in, don't they, into Champions League? They, they were the fucking 12 for wherever they are. Yeah, exactly. imagine that. that that's now. starting the season again, isn't it? That's what we're, we're yeah. saying because. I mean, there's obviously going to be winners and losers from this. So we, we, we know that, but... Yeah, it's, so it's there's the... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's what options going to have the, le- the, you know, the least effect on the least amount of teams. So, Matty, you said about um, league ends now, points stay as they are. Yeah. yeah. So, we already mentioned that there's a couple of teams that are not played as many games. I think everyone's won. Surely you can't be up for that, Matty. Villa getting um, relegated with a game in hand after doing well in the Carl- Carabao Cup. It is also it's the least from a from a selfish personal point of view. It's absolutely the least pref, you know preferred option. Um, but you know, surely... I'll take that as a Charles fan. We're guaranteed for. It's going to lead to so many like lawsuits. I mean, with like what going back to yeah, there'll be there yeah. I did read that as well. Think of all 
you've got, you've got to try and avoid as many, t- upsetting as many teams as possible so that you're avoiding court cases, really. But West Ham had Tevez, and obviously they turned out they signed him oh, illegally. Obviously he scored a bunch of goals and set them up. Um, and I think it was at that point, the end, um, they sent down Sheffield United that year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. we don't want to talk about it. Well, at the same, at the same time, at the same time on this option, I've got to be realistic. Villa, for the vast majority of this season, have been Normal. poor, and we deserve to be where we are. It, it, you know, it would take a real upturn. It would have taken if, if nothing, if none of this had happened. If it, you know, that's the situation. If none of this had happened, Villa wouldn't have stayed up. I, I, you know, who was your game in hand? I can't remember. Has anyone got the league? It's, someone it's us. It's us. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah, so yeah. decent. Yeah. Um, and you know, because Jeff was United. If you'd have won that, could you've? Where would you have gone? You, would we you would have gone. If you got Champions League, they would have jumped. Well, the way the Premier League is now, Sheffield United would have jumped two places into fifth. So uh, guaranteed not, Champions Yeah, we would have. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so if, yeah, that's the the issue. Probably is the game in hands, but. Um, if you look at that bottom three that I'm looking at now in terms of the relegation, focusing on that specifically, Norwich have not been good enough, have they? That you know, they no. they can't really have any arguments. No. Villa haven't been good enough as much as it would hurt. And you'd be have to be a seriously disillusioned Villa fan to to sit there and say, you know, we deserve to stay up for whatever reason because you know, bar the five-one victory at Norwich, we've been absolutely dire. But then what about and, a team who's in, in the bottom three and let's say that they're saying that the bottom three are all floating about there, say because we've had, you know, horrible... We've, they, basically, they've played all the big six and the tough teams twice. And let's yeah. say there's a team who's mid-table purely yeah. because their remaining games, they, let's say they've got to play all the top six back-to-back, so they're, they're going to slide down and go down. It's one of them, like, you can't factor it, that. It, it, yeah, I, I, it, is, it is tricky. And, you, and you've got literally Bournemouth, Watford and West Ham in the next three positions, all on 27 points. And to decide that by Lich and the goal difference between Bournemouth in 18th and Watford in 17th is one. Yeah. Well, we've seen Sunderland do it like, they did it like three seasons on the bounce before they obviously, you know, know where they are now, but they had so many great escapes because the last, you know, 10 games a season were relatively favourable and they ended up just getting some results and they got themselves out of it somehow. So if you were to end the season at that yeah. point, they'd be like, well, we were rock bottom down but who's to say that they weren't going to go on a good run and get themselves out of it and vice versa the team so you know and, if, and with re- relegation is is massive the impact of relegation from the premier league to the championship is more in terms of what we're talking about with the different leagues across europe as well there, I, I doubt there's something that 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 drop from the premier league to the championship it's so hard to get back up as well the, 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 the difference the in revenue it. Well, the difference, revenue, yeah. exactly exactly the difference in revenue that you pull in in the Premier League compared to the championship is astounding and you're taking the exact same wage structure and, and, and all your I think that would have the biggest impact on Villa's wage structure like Norwich have probably got a team that have got Norwich a few mostly championship them. players Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth, I, Bournemouth could massive. very easily go into free fall if they were relegated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine they'll just stay down. Yeah, Villa's wage structure yeah. must be pretty huge. Grealish so, so Villa's wage structure would be, would be massive. Um, yeah, Obviously it would you'd be. Sell Grealish, you'd sell we, so that, that's the thing. We'd sell, we've probably got names to sell. And so have Bournemouth, to be fair. Bournemouth could probably, you know, they'd sell Ake for big money. They could probably Callum shift Wilson, Wilson. maybe. Yeah, they got a but you know, if you you know, then you're disru- then you're kind of disrupting and tearing apart the whole nucleus of your squad. So 
Well, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is going to happen to some clubs anyway. Even if we were able to finish the the season, yeah, exactly. Of course, of course, are going to get relegated. Of course, but if you can play thirty eight games, you've got no excuse. If you weren't good enough over thirty eight games and you're in the relegation relegation zone and you go down, you hold your hands up. But something as important and significant as relegation, when you are having to make a decision to you know decide what happens, it, it needs to be really, really thought through. That's what I said earlier. They've got people's jobs and stuff yeah. will be reliant. It's not I'm not talking about players, but there's like Bournemouth probably haven't got much of a huge revenue. They were reliant probably on TV money. They I mean, go down and lose that. They'll, they'll be jobs. Yeah, as soon as they get relegated, they will lay off. You know, probably maybe yeah. half the staff because they're just you know non-essential people. They don't like analysts and stuff like. Oh, we don't need you anymore in the championship. We can't afford to keep you on. You, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, but is that a, we can't say that's a direct impact of the the you know, COVID nineteen situation. That no, it's they're not. in a relegation yeah, battle. Can't so. guess. So, but can't Ger- guess. Yeah, but Gerge made the valid point that they may have played all of the top six twice already, compared yeah. to uh, a team that's slightly above them that have had more favourable fixtures. How how do you work out? How does it equate? You should have, as Matt said, you should have playing a thirty eight game season. That being the reason you get relegated, not because we've cut the league short. If you don't, if you're yeah. not going to go 38 games, then yeah, you get relegated. If I'm being honest, lads, I've just looked at Bournemouth's fixtures. They've got United away, Tottenham at home, Leicester at home, City away, Everton right. away. There you go, exactly. There's my point. They're probably going to go down because of that, but at the moment, then they won't. Why not? They're in the bottom three. Yeah, Bournemouth oh, would. Sorry, okay. Okay, we've we're, we're talking about a third it. option now. Yeah. We're talking about a third option. in the bottom three, done. Null and Void is, is only really going to impact Liverpool. You know, it's going to deny them that, and that Le- championship. And Leeds and West Brom. And Leeds and West Brom, yeah. Well, this, and, well and, United, and United as well. Man United and Sheffield United. Well, Man United as well. Because we, we all have implications because that'll be another year out of the Champions League. That'll be problems we've had. We'll have more problems with Adidas now. And then we're missing out on two tro- potentially two trophies. Actually, more so would be probably impact West Brom and Leeds because of obviously the money factor as well. Yeah, but we all hate those two teams. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not forget that this obviously whole worldwide pandemic is disrupting every single industry more or less throughout the whole world. Yeah. And football's, football's not immune to that. Special, yeah. The, yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, going to yeah, be right. financial just... implications. People are losing their jobs in all sectors, and that's that's going to be an issue within you know within football. So. We're not going to, you know, grant football, you know, special privileges and and feel yeah. sort of more sorry for someone losing their jobs in, in football or not being able to generate as much revenue. This is this is impacting everyone. So yeah. I don't no, think I we should. So I I'm not it could be like the advocate for or less cramming the games in. I'm I'm more so, but like, that's whatever. I don't care, really care about that. It's more a case of picking this up league up so that all the negative bits that come with you know getting relegated or whatever is decided by how the league actually finishes, not just calling it. A day here and then like right whatever the case is now that's how we decide it i think that's why because there's so much stuff that comes off the back of it it should be decided by actually finishing the league and how it should be and how it's supposed to be and also the fact that you mentioned where i'll cancel league and start the next one god knows when the next one's going to start so let's not bother thinking about it well finish this league well, well, next season well if, if we can't even start next, se- that's next an season why would we finish this one that, no, no, that's exactly no, if, if, we, if we don't know when the next one's going to start don't even bother thinking about it don't even, why, I don't see why people, like some people seem hell And why would we finish this one if we don't know when the next one's going to start? Because it, I think there's a lot of, there's a, you know, you would do everything in your power to avoid finishing a season prematurely. The priority would be surely getting this season finished yeah. over, over. Yeah, a, I'd, I'd say that. 
Yeah, yeah this one finished and then he... Oh, I don't know. But you, I don't know. It's easy to say that, but then think about what... Finish this season, even if it takes till Christmas or even into next year, and yeah. null and void 2020-2021 season. season. Let them just play friendlies in the build-up to Euros cause, yeah. and then start off 21 Oh, hold on. But, then, but what we're saying finish. then, we're, we're, we're talking about financial implications now. We're saying a whole season. It's going to be yeah, not avoiding now, and that's going to be surely going to be a bigger financial implication. Yeah, a whole that, season that, without the Premier League. Whether yeah, that'll that'll be the case, you know, whether we like it or not. If we do what Brad said, then it's if we finish this one whenever, and then you know whether we cancel next season, at least that way it doesn't. It's fair. No one benefits, and no one has any disadvantages from that because nothing's been started, so no one wins or loses from it. But Stanley makes a good point. The people that are making these decisions it's are money driven. The, yeah. the people that are making these decisions won't give a shit if Liverpool fans get butt hurt. They're not going to pay three billion next year to watch friendlies play for the last three months. Exactly. I mean, well, you know, obviously we're arguing kind of what do we want and what's the morally right thing to do. But if we're being brutally honest here, this decision is going to be driven by money, hundred percent. You know, yeah. the people, the people yeah. that are making this decision. That's, that's what makes the game it is and able to be on the platform it is. Money. That's, that's what it is at the end of the day. What, what? We, have all the cups. we can still have the uh, Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. We can fit them into like a three-month period. Has anyone bothered about yeah. the Carabao Cup? Like, yeah. I get the FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, but we're all I talking as a Premier League. Like, I, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't imp- the money doesn't impact us, but if a yeah. league, even... one league, two team goes on a little run to like the quarters or something. In the Carabao yeah. Cup, do you reckon... Wow. I, th- I mean, I I get the I get the FA Cup. I get the magic of the FA Cup and stuff, and and the lower league teams, you know, Minnows trying to knock out the Giants. But I feel like that's turned down a little bit in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe you know, there is one argument to scrap that next year. Yeah, I'll definitely. Do. If if there's if there's going to be sacrifices made, Carabao Cup is absolutely first in line to get the cup. Because yeah. if they play it. You'll have teams like Liverpool have this year and playing weaker teams, and the amount of ridicule Liverpool have had for for playing weaker teams because they've been involved in so many competitions this year. Who did Liverpool lose to again? Yeah, what was the score? Uh, Watford three three one, wasn't it? No, it was. Oh, Stannard, that's gone right. Uh, you, oh, just big example of uh, your lack of footballing knowledge. There. <laughs> when we played oh. the kids, because we had two two games in two countries in two days in two. Oh, I'm here. Excuse. I'll talk about who you lost. And the, yeah, but you did. It was a Villa. second string Villa team as well, mate. Jonathan Codger. Come on. That's another example of of what Bradder said in terms of the well, the Premier League not yeah. accommodating or the and and you know the FA not accommodating uh, English teams for yeah. the amount of competitions they're in. They basically assumed right. No, no English team is going to get this far and these competitions this can't happen and then when it did it's like oh crap we haven't thought about this which yeah in the other leagues they kind of just completely move the strict fixtures around to suit a Bayern or a Juve or a PSG why don't they take all the Premier League teams out of the Carabao Cup and only the Carabao not, Cup is for Championship hey, League 1 that is league. not no, a no. shout at all I like that no, I, yeah I, I think they should take but, the Europe, teams who are in Europe out of the Carabao Cup and let rest of the league play a lot of people have always said that, you know, there's the Premier League, well, other leagues like um, the Spanish League have like B teams. So there's like Barca B, Real Madrid B team, where they actually are the ones that compete in certain leagues. It could be a case of, yeah, they're still represented, but they have their like youth teams but, in there But instead. that's what we're doing with the Leasing Cup though. Like United played, we played in the Leasing Cup this year. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's the European kind of thing in the Carabao Cup, maybe. And the FA Cup should have no replays. Yeah, there has to be yeah. some sort of yeah, change yeah, of change of rules yeah. on replays, and then again, I suppose that's again hindering the smaller team who might who, get a big who, club yeah. go for a nil-nil draw. Yeah, take home, back to their get the away day at Old Trafford. Yeah. But it's just more more in a scheduling sort of thing. They might have to do it for a season where they have, and then maybe something like the Premier League teams, if they're playing a, a lower league team, they're they're generous and they give the gate receipts to the yeah. smaller t- club or something like that. Yeah, and say, yeah, exactly. In any normal case, you'd want that, yeah, to go for a nil-nil, you have the return draw and they, they benefit, but obviously everything, the, kind of the landscape's changed completely. So, yeah, things like that, where donating the gate for the team or just making allowances to kind of adapt has to be, has to be done. And I said, if, if we do that in the new season and everyone's aware of it from the get-go, then fine. There's another option on taking the average points per game ratio. I know that's still talking about... Uh, this team has played all the top teams and this team has played all the bottom teams and stuff. But um, I just had a quick look at that and really that only benefits us by moving up a league position and Arsenal moving up too. But then again, you've got things like... What's happening down in the relegation zone there, Hughes? Tottenham, for example. Doesn't change. Right. Yeah, Tottenham, for example, you know, they might have played them, but they've had Harry Kane and they've had like, you know, him without him. But then let's say they come back to it, Harry Kane's fit and then they absolutely, you know beat everyone so you can't then you've got to factor things like injuries the top team might not have been doing very well for a period because of injuries and our manager changes yeah mm-hmm. there's so many variables you're never gonna no one's gonna be 100% happy no yeah no, there's, no. there's not a perfect gonna, answer there's not so, so what's everyone's like leaning towards then in terms of option option null and void just fit it in at when you can or um end the I, think, I think the, I think I think it so the, the, the option that should be pursued is trying to squeeze the games in. And that's very much just, if fingers crossed, it starts to get better and you could f- realistically look at playing games in June and July. It's probably, it's probably doable, don't you think, to squeeze those games in? And even though if, if it is cl- cl- uh, played behind closed door, there, there was something that was mentioned that they might re- uh, get rid of the restrictions where obviously at the moment you can't, um, in England's show, 3 p.m. Saturday kickoffs because of an old rule, but they might do it right, right. All games behind closed doors, but they televise all of them and do similar to. But then you're sure. Then, then you're going to have people gathering in pubs and stuff to watch it anyway. Well, no, and it's like if you then keep it still, as in we're still, still on lockdown. Let's say right, you watch it from home. Are, then yeah. you can watch stream them all on Amazon or whatever it may be. Fans are at least in. In that kind of way, there's still revenue being pumped into the, the into the clubs in terms of TV money, TV money, yeah. Um, and you know, people like over Christmas, the fact that you could choose any game, people loved it, and that's obviously going to stay now with Amazon being a major player now. You know, companies like Facebook getting involved, um, so that kind of satisfies a few more things each way. Obviously, I mean, these fans can't go to the games, which a lot of people that's you know not good enough, but you kind of have to just make do. I think, I think, yeah, I think really that's your window to play with if the, if the spread continues and the situation gets worse. I don't think you can really go much further past that in terms of finishing off this season. They can train at the training ground as long as they're kind of, I'm sure they can manage it. I mean, some of the, I saw the Belarusian league still going. So the football in Belarus, the league, they're still playing. They are. I lost some money on that. I was going to say, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the case. You can you can probably do it. You can probably can. Uh, can anybody name a former Premier League Belarusian footballer? 
Alexander oh, Klebb. So what I understand is Premier League clubs have to vote on, on the decision. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and, then, and they need 14, 14 clubs out of the 20 to, to have a majority. Right. So who's gonna, all the relegation teams. Yeah, so who's going to vote what? Asked about it, it was all clubs were in favour of not cancelling the league. Apart Wasn't it only West Ham? Whether that was true or not. But West, Ham, West, West Ham are another club, by the way, who are uh, on the 27 points in and around the relegation zone. If yeah, they got relegated really, with that stadium... Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Like, said that, yeah, we should cancel it and because it, it makes sense to them because they're floating about there and they're like, oh yeah, if we get relegated... That's relegation great. for West Ham would be, would be catastrophic. Yeah, and Tottenham, well, I guess Mourinho doing a Mourinho, oh, we've got injuries, let's just you know, sack it off. But supposedly every other club are like, no, 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 right thing to do here, carry it on, don't cancel it. Even yeah. the ones like, you know, like Norwich were nailed on going down. It would just feel a bit. Weird. I think if you, if we were just to cancel it and start again next season, it just it would feel a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think either way, it's going to be weird. But it just feel like I don't know. Yeah, it would. It, it would. It's, it's not. It would feel right. It sounds weird, but it almost gives you closure if you finish the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then you, you'll always yeah. It just wouldn't. It would just feel like an off season. It wouldn't really count. Whoever won it, whoever got relegated, you'd be like, oh well, whatever. Yeah, and stuff's and then, already bad enough as it is of like, oh yeah, you, we lost this game because of that. You know, people, yeah. the constant arguments of, oh yeah, no, the only reason this happens because of that and because of this and we didn't play you and that player's I got, I've, I've got to be honest, I'm surprised with the lack of backing for the we finish it and the final places stand. Because I know if you'd want to play for Europe, but shit, your first season back in the Premier League to finish seventh and have the season that you've had. Oh, man, incredible! But if it can carry on, why wouldn't it? Why would I not want that to happen? Yeah, they win. Malcolm twelve. Malcolm twelve. Ashley Bradbrook. Okay. But yeah, but Let, for let's me, say Hughesy, let's say Hughesy, this 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 break now. Um, you know, Sheffield United were the momentum was incredible. They, yeah. Again, this could have a detrimental effect. You've got teams that are in free fall, like Bournemouth and Villa, who have also got Bournemouth and Villa big, you know, injuries with. Uh, Heaton, Wesley, McGinn, Bournemouth have had huge defensive injuries. This could almost swing the tide for them. Like, you know, you, you regroup, you get out of that losing mentality and you start to see some of these teams that were in free fall have a little bit of a bounce back that players come back from injury. But in the same time, Brothers is right. You could see teams like Sheffield United who it just disrupts them. But what's, yeah, and what's the worst that could happen for us? We're on 43 points. We're not, so, you know, you're past relegation yeah, but Brothers right. right. if, if you ended up finished 12th, you know, then you, you finish 12th. You, you lose your games, you lose your games. Yeah, the league table isn't live. If they come back and yeah. go on yeah. and lose the run, it's a case of, well, that the players lost it, so you just take it out yeah. of it. Which, which probably, no, I feel sorry seven. for the team losing. They'd probably affect us a lot because our game's a lot on, you know, intensity and fi- on fitness. And so, you know, this break off could probably affect us a lot. And, and yeah. maybe we would move to 12th, but. I don't know. I, I you, could, you wouldn't have an you wouldn't you you wouldn't have an argument. I guess seven plus Europa League now, right? Surely with City going out, depends who wins the FA Cup, doesn't it? Well, 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 well we're saying if, well, if, if we're saying yeah, we're saying if we finished it with how it is now, there wouldn't be an FA Cup winner, so it would be down to seven. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Because um, yeah, going back to that point, for us, for United, it, it might if we just carried on again. When we, whenever this is all over, we've got a fully, we'll have probably have a fully fit team. We'll have Bruno Fernandez and Pogba playing together. Bruno that might Fernandes, be enough, AKA enough momentum to, 
yeah, enough momentum to to go over Chelsea. I I am really worried as a Chelsea fan that we've got some really tough games when we get back, yeah. and we it's, it's will probably thing. fall out of fourth. Wasn't it bad but timing for you as well? Because hadn't Chelsea just hit a bit of form? Yeah, we have still results. got to go like Liverpool or whatever. We've got and it's the same got... for United, really, Jet. You know that that Bruno Fernandez impact was like a. A spring in his step, wasn't it? But has this yeah, has this, yeah. has this break now kind of nullified that a little bit? Yeah, um, I just I just fear for the the players, the players' fitness, as in terms of trying to get them back too quickly to start yeah. playing again. I know people are going to go, they get paid, whatever. But just like for the players' actual fitness, they, we're going to try and push them to get back too quickly, and then try to play two to three games a week. We're going to see we're going to see a lot of long term injuries coming in. I also think surely somebody like Hudson just... had coronavirus. Like surely, like it's going to impact him. Like, Arsenal, uh, Arteta must have like passed it on to some of the players and had mild symptoms. There's other teams that surely like they're not going to be able to recover and be as fit as they are in, in exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then, yeah, they've all been tasked with like keeping their fitness up at home. But yeah, they're not going to be match sharp or fit. Yeah, absolutely not. So there needs to be some kind of like yeah almost like I said, a mini pre-season before we pick it up. But whether that's viable, whether there's time for that, again, it's another complication. But you can't, yeah, you can't just pick it back up. Cause yeah, because it's like, oh, it's like, what do you say then? Okay, we'll give them two weeks to play game, uh, friendlies behind closed doors or something like at the training ground. So they're all playing each other, but then then that's an extra two or three weeks added on yeah, to delaying exactly. it until next afford, season. You can't afford yeah. to add those on. You need to, if we're talking about squeezing games in, you need to do that. Exactly. Well, so the only difference yeah. is that like, in the summer when they are, like, actually have a summer break, supposedly, like, obviously they have to keep, their, they can't just you know, eat what they want and do whatever, they, but they, can, they have an actual rest. But supposedly all the players have been given you know, like personal training plans, which they do anyway. If, you know, if a player has a long-term injury and they can't you know, come into training, they will just do like a... And they, they've obviously all got like, gyms and whatever at home. So you, you'd imagine they'd be keeping a certain level of fitness up. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah. doing a few star jumps in their frigging living rooms a bit different to No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but there's a level of fitness, so they're not gonna be like but yeah, that match sharpness and the actual optimum fitness won't be there. Yeah. And it's a mental aspect as well. I think we I think we forget about that. Like players have long layoff. They, I don't know, they might become demotivated or whatever and then and then trying to pick that back up straight away and then go right back into the season. You don't know how that's going to... like Because imagine you're one minute, you're sat there at home not doing anything, doing a few star jumps in the living room <laughs> and the next minute you're thrown back into a... You're thrown back into trying to win the title with Liverpool, getting into the top four or fighting relegation. It's like you've got to go from one extreme to the other. So... I, I think that as well yeah. would have an also have an impact. Yeah, I, just, I think they're doing. A, I think they are doing a little bit more than a few star jumps in the living room. <laughs> you're not right? the, you're, you're not allowed to These football players will have gyms in their homes. They are multi-millionaires. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're just yeah, bringing yeah. balls from like miles away into bins and all sorts. Yeah, they're not all just following Tyson Fury's <laughs> fitness homemade fitness video. <laughs> <laughs> no, no kids allowed. <laughs> the level playing field, though, like yeah, it's a fair point. Like, yeah, going back to it is it's a case of yeah, that might be hard. But then on the opposite, you might have players that are so raring to go. They like, say the Liverpool players. I imagine they probably are itching to get back. They're like, I'm just gonna do whatever it takes to come back. We need to win the league. I don't care. So you might have yeah, But either way, it's a level playing field. Every team has got the same thing. Yeah. I right. think we should. I think we should have a referendum. 
and you oh, just God. vote for your three your three least favourite teams <laughs> that you want to go down, and then the ones with the most votes go down. I'll start Lip. it off. Crystal He's... Palace, absolute on, mate, state of three. that club. Pick, pick your three, Matt. Crystal Palace, horrific. Roy Hodgson, great games, one nil with a Patrick Van Arnold goal or a Jordan Ayew tapping every week. Horrible to club. Milojevic's penalties. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, there's too many London clubs about get rid. Burnley, uh, horrible, horrible football club getting down. Oh, then I'd probably go for my third. Bournemouth in terms of size, but I do respect Eddie Howe and what he's done. So I'm probably saying sack off Brighton as well. Nothing club. Done. Get those three down. No one really does. Are we doing rivals here as well? Are we doing like clubs? Yeah, together? I was going to say, can I get can I vote for Liverpool? Oh, no, because realistically, <laughs> realistically, like, yeah. You know, I'm, oh. I, I'd probably say get Liverpool down for the banter, but don't Burnley deserve it. Tenth, I was say Burnley a tenth. Burnley, yeah, but in, just in terms of the significance of their club. Right, yeah, yeah but that's a story, isn't it? Surely, right. right okay. Uh, Outside of Manchester, just got Dyche doing the business, the tenth in the Premier League. Right, okay. So, right, brother. Super Sunday, Burnley Crystal Palace. You're buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't choose it. Not though, you? you don't. You don't choose it. Right now, mate. I'll take anything. I'll take bloody Newcastle, <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> just... You take the Belarusian Premier League. Guy, <laughs> get the broadcast rights. All right, then it's good. What about you then? Who's your free um, to go down? I, I actually agree on Burnley. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I don't think they bring a lot to the league. I, I agree, Braz. Yeah, great story, but I'm. I'm just not a big fan. Um, Brighton. So I forget. Well. I forget Brighton are in the league. Sometimes they're a bit of a nothing club. They're not really doing a lot. Um, and and Braz, I think you said to, this to me the other week that you're almost proud at how many people hate Chelsea purely because of you. It's not <laughs> purely because of you, but you've got a massive hand in it. I oh, just, ah, oh, Chelsea. Just to Chelsea are not going to go down from the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, come on. Jesus Christ. Just right, I've so got mine. Teams from the bottom half of the table then. <laughs> Fine. Um, well, Everton then, that's what. Fuck, Everton. Merseyside Derby, gone. Massive club as yeah, well, guys. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the history. So basically, I'm not allowed to make my own choices then. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are, guys. They're just wrong. Sorry, completely yeah. forgot. Completely forgot. For the pure banter at West Ham, because they think they're better than the... Mine would be... Yeah, yeah. I don't like West Ham. That's mine, a good show. West Ham, for obvious reasons, would be mine. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. not bitter at all. Uh, Newcastle. Honestly, Steve, what, how are Newcastle... Where are they? 13th. How are they yeah. 13th? Huge um, club, though. Huge fan oh, base. Mass- yeah, sorry. Massive club. Massive club. But, but Steve Bruce is a big Based on this year's performance, how have they accumulated 35 points? I do not it's know. Steve Bruce. Well, they got battered by Chelsea and they lumped a ball at the last minute yeah. and they bloody headed it in. And then my third would be Crystal Palace as well because they're possibly the worst team that we've played and they rely on so much Zaha. I know. Um, oh man, I remember you... watching that game at the start of the season. That yeah. was a bad oh, game. So overrated. Ch- Palace yeah. Sheffield United was a bad game. Every plan that they've got is give it to Zaha, and I think Cahill's probably Get a penalty. Yeah, I think Cahill's probably come in and, and settled them a little bit, which is probably a it's... massive reason why they are where they are. But... They just they don't concede hardly any, and then they just yeah. nick goals here and there. Don't they? Harry Cahill, what a man. Brothers, what about you then? Liverpool. <laughs> 
<laughs> Liverpool, United, Tottenham. Uh, oh, fuck off, right? No, <laughs> I, I would probably stick to the three that are there, to be honest. Norwich don't like, they're just a championship club at the moment. Villa, just hate Ooh. Villa and they haven't been any good. And what is the what is what, what just, is your hatred towards Villa of interest? Uh, what, is, what, just, what reason is there for having to listen to people like you for years at school? I'm a very level-headed um, Villa fan. Can I just say? But all three, I reckon. I think Bournemouth had a good stint in the Premier League, but having a twelve-thousand-seat stadium is not doing it for me. When you try and get a away yeah. ticket, I like yeah, Eddie Howe, but. Yeah, same. Eddie Howe is pretty much the only thing I like about. I think he's taken as far as he can now, though. He needs to. Yeah, glass ceiling. They're not going to. They're poor this year. They're poor. Jet. Okay, so West Ham. I fucking hate West Ham. Um, (laughs) uh, Why do you hate West Ham? I just hate everything because they've they've done us a few times, and I just fucking there's shit like Gerd said. They think they're better than they are. They're like, fuck them. Um, Norwich City, fuck them off as well because they always do us. Um, so we've barely done any swearing, Jetson, all the swearing. Yeah, it's just absolutely <laughs> lower the tone. And then, and then Southampton as well. Been Southampton off. Yeah, okay, I can get that. No, Danny Ings is bloody what? Single yeah, 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 I respect Danny Ings, but they've, they, like, they've, sold, oh, they've, sold all their, they've sold all their players and didn't, re, like, didn't really reinvest it back into the team to like sort of Pushed them back up again, or like get more players at the youth system. They basically won the league, Southampton. Uh, so, so, and honourable mention goes. Honourable <laughs> mention Liverpool. goes to Newcastle. I would have relegated Newcastle. You would. Re- oh wow. Yeah, I like. I love, obviously love Steve Bruce, but I don't like Newcastle. Like Mike Ashley and all that. Forget him. Yeah, first. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mike Ashley would have not made many fans. Actually, now yeah. sports are at. Oh yeah, that's that's very true. Good point there. What about you then, yeah. Stanard? So just to let you know, do you want to know the twenty teams that are still in the Premier League? <laughs> yeah, you, should, you know, and I'll, I'll pick three random ones and then. Uh, Leeds were relegated in the uh, in the in the noughties, Just to let you know. Okay. No, but in all seriousness, I know we said no top half clubs, but I'd actually like to see Wolves go down at some point because. What? But yeah, they, they think they're so much better than they are. They've been telling me, I've got a few friends at work who are telling me, you know, they'll be top four all season. And at the end of the day, they, they said it's going to be their biggest season yet. They've won 10 games out of what, nearly 30? It's, it, they drew 13. Like, they're not yeah, that good. Yeah, but they've got tough. They're actually decent. West Ham think they are, but they're not. I know, I know they are, they're decent, but they've, they've got a lot of money behind them, haven't they, all of a sudden? Mm. Um, yeah, Norwich. As as we say, they're nothing club. They don't really contribute nothing, and they're in the middle of nowhere. It's fucking oh, miles away. East Anglia is just dies. Yeah, exactly. It, it, um, honestly, it takes four no. hours. It looks like it's only two hours away, but it's fucking like four hours away because there's no real motorway. Yes, nightmare. Yeah, yeah. and Brighton again. Like, forget. As I just say, don't forget they're even in in the Premier League. I'd much rather see. I know it's it's. They're a band of club Leeds. I'd rather see Leeds play in the Premier League. It'd be more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Le- Le- Leeds have had a Leeds have had a squad to be in the Premier League for at least three years. Yeah. It's mental that they've not made it. I-, I miss Leeds in the Premier League, and every- everyone always goes, "Oh, why?" I was like, I, just, I used to love when we- when I was a kid. The games I used to look forward to were United, United Leeds, um, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Those are three games I used to look forward to. So I'd love to have. Be huge. Up. It'd be huge playing those games. Yeah. I think we'd all want to see that. Yeah, but it's funny watching them cock it up every oh, year. It is. It that is, Amazon but, Prime yeah. thing is brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that yet. It baffles me how few people have seen that. Sunderland uh, season two coming <laughs> in a few days as well, isn't it? 
I never watched the first one either. Oh, man, you've got to I don't watch like Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. watch it then. Horrible football yeah. club. Right, end with the game then. So the game that I've got is, Ooh, as the season stands, who has scored the highest points on fantasy football? Ooh. Player. Players, yeah. So we're talking players. So if you're picking a squad for fantasy football, so two goalkeepers, oh, okay. five defenders, five midfielders, three strikers. No cheating. Okay, right. So let's start with goalkeepers. So we're picking two of the highest scoring goalkeepers. We're talking total points for the season so far. So, Gerge, who do you think's up there? Um, so I think the two keepers are... No, no, Alison. just one, Gerge, just one. Oh, Alisson. Would they? He missed a number of games, but there's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I'd say. Has he played but enough? Yeah, but so many clean sheets, though, overall. Yeah, he missed seven games or eight games, but there's a lot of clean sheets. Alisson's not up there, no. Ooh! Alisson's oh, Allison's like not even top 10. Alisson's yeah, like... Yeah, he, he must have missed a significant number of games. He missed the first seven games and then like two after that. He's, um, his, his, his points per game must be pretty good, but it will probably put him top of points per game, but no, he's not, um, he's not even yeah, in the top 10. Yeah, I just realised there, there's two obvious ones that I missed. I think I know. I can only think of one. Matt, go on then. What we got? I think outside shout, Dubravka. Uh, fourth. <sighs> nice, nice. Jet, what you got? Dean Henderson. Big Dino. Big Dino. Dean's yeah. in the top two. Well done. Yeah. Well, Jesse P. I actually do know the other one. For fuck's sake. I don't know what the other one would be. I don't know who it would be. Brothers, who are you thinking? Um. Oh God. Casper Schmeichel. Oh, third. No. Oh, really? Yeah, third. Did not expect that. Stannard? If you get this, I'll eat my sock. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, Name another keeper in the Premier League. That should be Stannard's yeah. challenge. It's Petr Cech, Stannard. Say Petr Cech. Said De Gea. Yeah, I said De Gea. Who, De Gea? Yeah. No, not even. Oh, no, he's probably like, I think he's top 10. Oh. Matt? It's Nick Pope. It is Nick yeah. Pope. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. Pope, yeah. Burnley, right. legend. Nick Pope. Chelsea next season. Sack off, Kepa. All right. Defenders. Five defenders to get. Gurge, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, there's an obvious one. So it's Trent. Yeah, Trent, number one. Uh, Stanard, give you a chance. Um, well, Van, Van Dijk, I suppose. Yeah, Van Dijk, number two. Jet. Uh, Robertson. Robertson, number three. Flipping doing it in order here. <laughs> Bradders? Oh, I'm going to be the first one to get one wrong, aren't I? I'm struggling. Um, O'Connell, Sheffield United. Not O'Connell, no. He hasn't scored a horrific shout, that is. It's another <laughs> Sheffield United, though, isn't it? I couldn't think which one was. Matty will get the Sheffield United player. Ender Stevens. No. <laughs> oh, wow. shit, it's Lord. It's Lord Wait, Lundstrom. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he's classed as a defender. He's never played defence in his life, I don't think. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course so, yeah. Lord Lundstrom. And then, so there's one more to get. Um, any, any... Definitely isn't any Chelsea players. Is it Ricardo Pereira? It's Pereira, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Shouts. It's Pereira. So that's your five. So uh, Trent, Van Dijk, Robertson, Lundstrom and Pereira in that order. How far is Basham off? Uh... Around about 14th, I think, yeah. Good, yeah. So for Sheffield United, you've got Lundstrom, then Baldock, then Stevens, then O'Connell, then Egan, and then Basham. 
Jesus Christ. How many defenders? Bulldock above Ender Stevens. I thought Ender Stevens got a couple of goals. Uh, Bulldock's got 115 and Stevens has got 110. Outrageous how good those two players have been. Right? Mate, Bulldogs, come on, come on, leaps and bounds. Yeah, Steven, you know, Stevens was always good, but I didn't think Bulldog would would rise to what he's done this year. Uh, okay, midfield. Jet, do you want to go first? Um, Mane. Mane, yeah. yeah. Mane's third. Brothers? KDB. Ah, you King Kev is second, yeah. Stanard? Um, Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva? Nope. Yeah. Not, nope. He ain't playing enough now, is he? Um, I don't want to go for the obvious one. Go on. Oh, no, I'm not, no. You no, bottled it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, go on, Salah. Mo Salah, Mo Salah. Yeah, he's number one. Gurge? Hmm. So I'm gonna go with. I think he might. Oh no, he's probably not played enough. Um, tricky one. Hmm. I reckon he's snuck up there somehow. Mares. Nope. Ooh. No Mares. It's not. Mares. Actually, Mares is. Uh, Mares is top. I think he's seventh. Yeah, seventh. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably didn't play that much at the end of the season. Uh, his brother's gone yet. Hi, KDB. Jet, you, uh, I think, on you, Jet. Uh, Tony Marshall. Martial is number five. Well Good shout. Good, Good shout, Jet. Well played. Yeah. Again, any... no Chelsea players anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> so, number four, any, anything from the floor? Oof. I was going to say uh, Sterling. Nope. Sterling's blanked for the last 10 weeks or something. He had a great start, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Madison? No. Ooh. Richarlison? Richarlison. Perez. No, it's Richarlison. Oh, shit, really? He's literally been bagging so many goals to them for Everton. Richarlison? Yeah, Richarlison's single-handedly keeping them up, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the Euros, I wonder how much Calvin Lewin will get a shout with another year. It's a well, good option keep, for yeah. yeah, but Kane will be back fit. Calvin Lewin, he's, he's he's an absolute physical specimen. Yeah, for right. a, a guy in the box crossing Trent crossing balls into him. Tommy yeah, Abraham will give him, give him, uh, I don't know, man. He doesn't quite have the the strength that Calvin Lewin's got. I don't think. I love Tommy. You know, I love Tommy, but Calvin Lewin can occupy two two centre backs happily. Strikers. Strikers, let's, let's go. Right. So three Just strikers. Three. Yeah. Matt, you want to go first? Um, Firmino? Nope. Oh, that was a sh- terrible shot. Stanard? Uh, Aguero? No. No. No Aguero. No, top no, no Aguero. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Aguero is probably about 10th as well. Really? Oh, there's an obvious one. Jet, what do you think? Do, have we got any so far? No. no. Three no. still to get. Uh, Abamyang. Abamyang, yeah, he's number two. Well, Modern Jet. Brothers. 
Jamie Vardy's having a party. He's the number one. Yeah. He? he just keeps doing it, doesn't he? Every year. I'm in the real. Can just do the business. Started late though, didn't he? So that's why he says his legs are still pretty sound because he started uh, non-league. How many goals has he got? He must have. Is he top goal scorer? Uh, he must have like. Yeah, he will be the amount of consecutive goals he scored. Forwards. He's on 19. Oh, no, sorry. He, okay. Yeah, 19. Jesus. How many did he get against Southampton in that one game? Did he get three? Four. No. Four. Four goals and like two assists. Wasn't that something ridiculous? Uh, right, one more to get then. It's good. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna go with Jimenez. Jimenez. Oh, oh, nice, I'm good. Well done. So Nick Pope, Henderson in goal. Trent Alexander Arnold, Van Dyke, Robertson, Lundstrom, Pereira, uh, Salah, De Bruyne, Mane, Richarlison, Martial, Vardy, Aubameyang, Jimenez. It's quite a, quite a lineup. That's a squad, isn't it? That's a team. Cool. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up there then. So thanks everybody for joining us, guests. Thank you for taking part in the first podcast. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Any last words from from the group? The chows. Yeah, chows for doing it. Stay at home. (laughs) (laughs) Save lives. Uh, And and thank you for anybody listening. So uh, fuck Crystal Palace. (laughs) <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>